are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday, a game day here in New Orleans as the Pelicans take on the Orlando Magic. We'll preview that game in the third segment. There's, a, there's an update to the injury report. That's kind of important. We'll get into that in the third segment. Before we do that, though, we'll talk a little bit more about the J.J. Redick stuff that kind of exploded yesterday. There's more nuance to this, I think. But also at the end of the day, is this actually a big deal? Like, is this just a lot of, oh, think of the children kind of stuff? So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app. Join me next week, Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. So J.J. Redick went on his podcast, The Old Man in the Three, to talk a little bit about the experience he had of being traded from the Pelicans to the Dallas Mavericks. And I want you all to give it a listen if you haven't, like actually listen to the clip that was shared and not just read kind of the bullet points that were out there on Twitter, because it does miss some of the way he frames some things. I've seen this represented as like he slams the Pelicans, he throws them under the bus. I don't think it's nearly as bad as what those bullet points seem like I think he gets it to some degree basically what he is saying and here's the timeline of things to you know COVID and and there's the the specter of COVID hanging over all of this which I does uh, which I do think inform it because I think a lot of people are just like oh he's a whiny little bitch and you know what I agree with you to, to an extent that he's just being kind of whiny and wants to have his cake and eat it too and all of that which we all do to be perfectly honest And there's definitely a lot of just like child entitlement to him in this. And so I get why people think that, but I think there's a little bit more nuance to this that's at least worth looking at because it does impact some things. We'll get into it in the next segment of like, is is this actually a big thing or does this just not really matter at all? So basically the timeline is in November, you know, he said he went to Griff and said, like, I'd like to be traded. I don't really want to play here. I want to be somewhere closer to my family. My kids go to school in Brooklyn that my family lives there. I want to be able to spend time with them because it's not going to really work if I'm here in New Orleans. And he specifically mentions the kids is the main reason. And Griff said to him, like, come down, play for a month. If that's not, if, if you still want out, we'll, we'll get you out and we'll do our best to get you to the Northeast. And it sounds like at some point, basically, JJ Reddick says, and this is just his side of the story, right? That he was promised, and that's kind of the key, he had a conversation with Trajan Lang to David Griffin that he was promised a trade. And if a trade to the Northeast didn't materialize, there would be a buyout situation. We'll get into the buyout stuff in the next segment because I think there's a little bit of misconception about that that and then he could be able to be able free free be free and just go to whatever team he wants to go to like there you go kind of do right by him this guy who, who tried it just didn't work out and it didn't work out and then he ended up traded to the Dallas Mavericks and feels like the team kind of went back on their word to him saying hey you know you promised me this you told me this you're doing something else entirely and now I'm going west instead of east further away from my family So yes, this is a business, right? You have to accept the business stuff with it. And that's where JJ Reddick comes off as being very whiny. But 
you, dear listener, do you do you have kids? I, I don't, but I can understand why people who don't have kids just go like, no, screw him. Too bad. You made your choice. You could have moved your kids here. And in fact, a lot of people said that. But I think this, and, and this is a one-off situation because of COVID, changes things a little bit. And like the family stuff changes things a little bit. There is a much more human element to this than I think people really want to look at it with. And if you don't care, you don't care. Like I can get why you might, who's not making $13 million a year, have a lot of trouble sympathizing and empathizing with a guy who's making $13 million a year. It's totally fine. But just because they have a lot of money doesn't mean they don't go through like human problems. Look at a guy like Kevin Love making 30 plus million dollars per year and dealing with a lot of depression, anxiety. Look at Kevin Durant being as insecure as Kevin Durant is. The, the money doesn't make these things go away and don't make these problems any less real. Yeah, you could move your kid down here, move your family down here, but if they're at a school where they, they like it and their friends and all of that is there, are you going to necessarily do that and interrupt their learning? If you have kids, is that something you would necessarily do when you don't need to move them normally? They could just stay there. And maybe you could go be with them and your employer said, yeah, you can go work up there. You know, like it's it depends if you equate athletes to our situations or or if you hold them to a different standard and you know I, I tend to hold them more to ours than I do something different anyway so the COVID thing is I think what really complicates this and changes this and I wonder if then it wasn't a thing would this be a little bit different and I do think it would basically what he said is if, if my kids wanted to come visit me for for a day or two and I, I could see my kids is obviously I can't go up there and see them but if they come down here, we've got to pull our kid out of school and then the kid's got to quarantine for seven days. So he's missing more time and it's this whole big hassle. So basically he couldn't see his family. If you're going to be like, you're an entitled whiny brat because you want to see your family. I mean, fine. You're a bit of an asshole for saying that, but fine. Again, if you can't empathize with the situation, I get it. But I think that's where a lot of this kind of comes in. And yes, at the end of the day, the team needs to do what's best for the team. And Stan Van Gundy said so. And I see a lot of people saying the same thing, but you wouldn't want your employer doing that. And you want the employer treating the, your employer treating people with respect. They eliminated jobs or they cut breaks or whatever, just so they can make a couple extra bucks. You'd be pretty pissed. And so JJ Reddick is, and I get it. Like it makes a lot of sense, but does it matter? Probably not. The team can do what they wanted to. And look, it's not like he agreed to anything in writing. Was it in part of his contract? No. Then you've got to just deal with some of this, right? And he even says he's probably a bit naive to think that it would kind of go down like that. He's a 15-year veteran. He he should know better. Like, he absolutely should. And the team, Griff and the team, didn't do anything, uh, like, uh, bad. Like, again, this is first world problems, right? He's got to go play with Luca and Kristaps Porzingis on a team that isn't miserable and a playoff contender. Like there's way Dallas is a pretty cool city actually. Like there's there's way worse things. It's very much first world problems. But it doesn't mean he doesn't feel that way. So I want to get into does this matter? It may or may not. It really depends on how you want to look at it, but there's a couple more things with it. So let's dive into that coming up here next on Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, I'm excited to tell you about a new podcast I think you're going to really love called Death at the Wing. It's a sports documentary podcast hosted by Adam McKay, writer and director of The Big Short, Vice, and Anchorman, among others. It's about the 1980s basketball. We saw players like Magic and Dr. J becoming household names and bringing a faster and flashier style of play that really captivated and revitalized the league. 
But along the way to wealth and stardom, the excess of the 80s took its toll on the next generation of basketball. And never in the history of any sport have we seen so many who are ready to become stars face tragic deaths in such a short time frame. McKay is joined by sports journalists and experts who lived through these moments in history to explore this overlooked phenomenon and the web of social, political, and cultural forces at play. It's weird to think about what could have been in the NBA if it weren't for all of those different factors kind of coming in. Cars were faster and accidents took the lives of several players. Guns became easier to acquire. Many players were suspended, jailed. Those less fortunate died. Crack and cocaine made its way through neighborhoods where aspiring basketball players lived. There's a whole lot that went on to this, and I'm really excited to start listening to the show to learn a little bit more about it. So if you love The Last Dance or any of the 30 for 30s, I think you're going to love Death at the Wing. Search for Death at the Wing wherever you get your podcast to start listening. Get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So as I said, I think there's more nuance to the J.J. Redick situation, just more of the human element to it. And I think it's compounded by the fact that it's not like the Pelicans got a lot. When I was talking about this on Twitter yesterday, you know, I had and in the locker room, we did one of the live locker room rooms, I guess is what they're called, you know, and people are like, oh, I'm excited for to see what James Johnson or Wessa Wundu is going to bring to the team. They're, they're not bringing anything to the team. Like they really aren't. You know, you don't want to be playing James Johnson minutes over a guy like Jackson Hayes or, or even Billy Hernan Gomez, right? He, he's 34. He's been in the league for a long time. I don't know if this is a guy that is really going to factor in to the future of the team. You know, Awundu is at least young-ish, right? He's 26. He had some promise coming into the league as a second-round pick, but it hasn't panned out. And the only reason he might be on the team next year is because he's just got a guaranteed contract. But like, I wouldn't expect if you if you think they're going to do anything here. Your expectations are probably off. Have whatever expectations you want, but you're probably setting yourself up for disappointment with that. The real prize was a second-round pick. That's what this was. Get get an asset, right? Add it to the war chest. Right now, it's looking like it's going to be the 51st out of 60th pick in the draft. You're not going to get anything from that. Like I, I don't get excited about second-round picks. You, you really didn't get much in return for J.J. Redick. So while you might be like, it's cutthroat business, got to take care of it, get stuff, right? Like, And that's fine. It wasn't like it's was anything good. And so was that worth the human cost to this? J.J. Redick giving you bad publicity and bad PR and saying like, I wouldn't trust this team to to say anything. And I'm sure the agents that I've worked with won't really trust anything when it comes to this. JJ's agents are the same people that represent Josh Hart. Josh Hart sent out two tweets that you know you could read either way, but it's like, uh, is that a good look? Is that something you want to deal with? You know what? For, for a good first round pick, hell yeah, sign me up. No problem. For the 51st overall pick out of 60, which gives the Pelicans, by the way, four second-round picks. Like, what are you going to do with those? I'm not, like, too excited about that. You know, maybe it would have been better to do a buyout where he gives money back to the team or you just don't pay him. It's not like you're giving him money to go away and sign with another team. He gives it back. They come to an agreement to lower his salary. It's like if I were getting paid a million dollars, I'm on the Pelicans and they're like, Jake, you suck, which would have been true because I suck at basketball. And I'm like, okay, I'll go away if you give me half a million. You don't have to pay me the whole million. That's good for the team. So in a way, it could save them some money. 
Is that maybe worth it over the second round pick, the PR hit you took and the way this could look? You know, you could argue they didn't really get anything in return. So maybe it would have been better to do that. Maybe you're on the other side of it. I think it could go either way. But ultimately, I don't think this is actually going to impact the team. And I even had someone in the chat shout out to Brandon saying that maybe this was just done by J.J. Reddick to drum up interest in his podcast. And it it easily could kind of be in a way a publicity stunt. I I like that idea. I hadn't thought about that. And so, you know, I don't I don't think this is going to do anything. J.J. Reddick said he took he came to New Orleans. You know, there's some other stuff from his his conversation. Basically admitted he's bad on defense and, you know, said I came here for for Drew Holiday. And also they offered me the most money that's that's why you came. Let's not lie here. The Pugs are offering someone the most money and they want to go take a deal elsewhere that's a million dollars less because they heard J.J. Reddick said bad things. Good luck. Like, I, I don't know what to say about something like that. I don't really see that being the case, right? Usually teams are going to go to the team that's going to offer you the most money and like the most playing time. Those are the kind of the two things. If the Pelicans are offering that, I, I can't imagine this this thing with J.J. Reck is going to really do much to him. So I don't think the team is looking all that bad. And even on the jump where they like to kill the Pelicans, like kind of slammed J.J. Reddick to a degree and didn't really seem very sympathetic to him. The Pelicans didn't owe him anything. I think you can argue they could have just done the right thing by him if you want. And that's somewhat the argument that I'm making but it's not like they did him dirty or anything like that, unless they really did go back on their word. But again, it's not in writing. It's not in your contract. This is kind of how it goes. This isn't the first time it's ever happened in the NBA. So a lot of this just looks like, you know, like a jilted ex to a degree, right? Like the the disgruntled former employee saying bad things. How much stock do you really put in it? I don't know if there's a, a ton to do. I wouldn't say this is great for the team, but I really don't think this is like an, oh, think of the children moment. Like, this is fine. I, I, no one cares. They start winning. No one's going to remember this whatsoever. And it'll be fine. So overall, I, I think it's worth looking at this. It kind of makes reminds me of that, like, oh, yeah, these guys aren't assets, right? They're not just assets on paper. They're people with lives, and that sucks being away from your family. And so it's worth reminding that i think there's a little bit more nuance to this thing but at the end of the day like nah like i'm not, i'm not really worried about what he says impacting the team whatsoever and yeah we can move on like to the game tonight against the orlando magic we'll preview that coming up here in just a moment Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and other reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds you could want. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED on that's free money right there it's already like you want to bet and all you did was sign up so again go to betonline.ag use promo code locked on for your sign up bonus bet online your online sportsbook experts Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high in fiber, delicious tasting protein bar covered in 100% real chocolate on all of the bars. And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Yes, a March Madness style bracket, but with just delicious tasting protein bars. We've got mint brownie versus coconut brownie chunk. You you really can't go wrong with any of these two, they are either of these two. They're two of my favorites. Mint brownie is basically mint chocolate chip ice cream, but healthy for you and a protein bar. The coconut brownie chunk 
is just the best tasting one they have. Like this should win. It shouldn't even be close. This is the one that should win. This is my favorite bar out there. They only make it in like limited quantities and release it in like special times. I get like a notification. I immediately order these things. I've eaten so many of these ones. They are light. They're airy. They're like chunks of brownie in there, but it's like protein and healthy for you. They're just delicious. They you've and there's something you've got to try. So use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order over at BuiltBar.com. Again, that is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. The trade deadline is gone, so now it's time to focus on the draft, and you can get more draft analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast, scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So it's game day here in New Orleans as the Pelicans take on the Orlando Magic in the Smoothie King Center. Let's touch on that one here. Just a second. First, a couple of things. So the what kind of got lost in the shuffle yesterday of the J.J. Redick stuff and then, you know, an injury to Zion that the team just kind of casually dropped in there was that Lonzo Ball spoke to the media about the trade deadline and basically just said, like, I, I wanted to be here. You know, I'm happy there wasn't a trade. I'm where I think I should be. I'm happy to be in New Orleans. I like playing with Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. He said all the right things. Not that he would say the wrong things should he have wanted out or should he want out in the future. And he didn't say anything beyond, you know, kind of in the moment. It's still nice to hear him say it. You know, we heard a lot of rumors of he doesn't want to be here, blah, blah. It's, you know, look, we, we got to take people to some degree at face value. He said all the right things when it came to this. So did David Griffin in his media availability last week as well. So there you go. Make of that what you will when it comes to Lonzo Ball. The other big news is the Pelicans um, announced through Andrew Lopez, of course, that uh, Zion Williamson has sprained his right thumb. He is listed as questionable. It happened in the game against Boston. It sounds like, it, well, there were, there were some concerns that this could have been bad and that he would have been out for a number of weeks. He's listed as questionable. And so he may or may not miss time, but the fact that it's he may not miss time is pretty good, all things considered. His right hand is his non-shooting hand, but still, the Pelicans are probably going to approach anything when it comes to Zion Williamson pretty cautiously. He's listed as questionable, along with Lonzo Ball, who's still dealing with the, the hip pointer issue, and I don't know if he'll end up, I don't think he'll end up playing in this one. I do not know about Zion Williamson. We'll probably see how it feels when he goes through warmups, if they're going to put him in or keep him out. I mean, it's the Orlando Magic, right? Like, this is a team you should be able to beat. They just traded basically everyone away. They traded away Aaron Gordon. They traded away Vucevic. They traded away Evan Fournier. Don't Google his his name or anything like that. They're not a particularly great team. Markel Fultz is out for the season. Same for Jonathan Isaac. They're pretty banged up. And also Gary Harris, who they got in the Aaron Gordon trade, is not playing. So none of this is particularly great for them. Yet they somehow still beat the Los Angeles Clippers the other night I, w I watched a lot of this game and it's just them kind of trying harder I think than the Clippers did and sometimes these teams just kind of surprise you plus they shot particularly well in that game and just like hustled like really really hustled to try and get that victory and got a ton of stuff off of the bench they got a lot of guys who can kind of fill it up even off the bench. And so you can't just take this team for granted, even though they started a bunch of dudes that you're probably not very familiar with or who aren't like particularly good basketball players. This is one of those games 
that could be a trap game for the Pelicans where they're like, oh, we're just better than that team. They traded everyone away. We're not going to try. And then they try a little bit more and they out hustle you and you lose because of that. They have some quality, I think, on the defense. And if Zion's not in this game tonight, it might make things a little bit more difficult for New Orleans. Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba had pretty strong games down low defending for the Orlando Magic. They got just enough scoring. You know, you got to be kind of careful with with a team like that. They they've also lost games too, right? Since this trade and since they've kind of been decimated with you know what what is the lineup out there, but there is still some talent on this team. And so this is one you can't take for granted. They're also a pretty good rebounding team. We'll continue to see if they are going forward, but they do have some size and guys who just hustle down low. It might make it a little bit harder for the Pelicans to get second chance points in this one. And so if, if Zion's out, you're going to really need to rely on efficient half court offense, because I don't know if you're going to get a ton of chances off of offensive rebounds to kind of make up for the misses you did. So you need a pretty good shooting night. You know, it kind of hinges if Zion plays. Well, and, and it's, you know, as of when I'm recording this on Wednesday night, it's questionable. He's questionable. We'll see if he ends up playing. We'll probably get an update in the morning. It might be around the time that you're listening to this. Hopefully it's good news because Zion is really, really fun. And he's here in New Orleans. And he's not going anywhere, despite what others will tell you. So enjoy it if he ends up playing in the game. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Oh, I'm also going to be very excited to watch the bench lineup if he plays to see them kind of go against some like somewhat depth on the Orlando Magic. All right, now that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Weird couple of days here on the show with just kind of news and things happening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'm looking forward to really talking basketball, hopefully, with you all tomorrow.